This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. How you doing today? Mike, back with the Lumberjack Landlord. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome, Mike, and super, super excited about this topic. I saw you cover a little bit with Dickerson yesterday, and he's a developer, and I was like, I really want to hear what Mike has to say, what he has to say about this, what, what Greg had to say about it. And so it, I was interested to hear what he had to say, and it seems like even him, you know, as a generational developer right yeah. and decades decades after decade of development he's given it some credence and quite frankly i'm a yeah. tech guy evaluating tech in the building sector yeah and it's the real deal it's legit yeah, yeah so if you haven't picked up on it yet folks we are talking about uh 3d printed housing and yeah. really how this came up is uh you know there's a talk track around affordable housing we need more yes. uh, mm -hmm. under the current rules of land and permitting and all of that, it is very impractical and right. unprofitable to right. build affordable housing. Right. However, there is a very good chance based on what I've learned here recently, and we're gonna learn more right now, that <laughs> yes. 3D printed housing with <clears throat> concrete might be the answer. So I'm just gonna sit back and listen. What have you learned? What are you doing? Is it an answer? Is it a toy? What happens? Um, so yes, yes, no, yes. Uh, but we'll go into more depth. So yeah, yeah like yeah. <laughs> the best two minute video ever. Ever, right there. Um, yes, yeah. yes, no, yes. Got it. But uh, so yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it's very, very real. Okay. Um, the very first one um, that made it to market in the US, made it to market, was done um, and printed and put together. It took them 90 days to start Finished, the printing of the house wasn't wasn't the time frame right mm -hmm. it was the you still got to put it on a slab um and you still have to finish it with a wood roof largely speaking yeah. <clears throat> and that's the whole truss structure and all that other stuff um you still have to pull wire through conduit but there's and then you still have to you know you still have to have electric and kitchen just like you normally would in the house and so sure. the building of the actual shell extremely fast like days and they're running it from an ipad or a tablet. That's amazing. So like, I got a couple of questions on Greg's yeah, videos. No, Let's sure. just answer now. So what I'm envisioning is right. This basically this big head stuck to a cement mixer, just pouring a form, yep. you know, over and over. And it probably mm -hmm. stops at some point. So you can lay down conduit. So you can pull yep. wires through, right. Then you put cement over it. Somebody's like, well, where, how do you get the wiring in the house? Well, it's part of the plan, right? At, yep. at two and a half feet up, you stop, you put all these wiring, you put in the plumbing, the copper, the whatever it is, and then you just keep going, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and the crazy thing is, is like, there's, you know, so there's two main players in the space. One is called SQ4D and the other is called SQ4D. Okay. <clears throat> and you're welcome for the free advertisement SQ4D. <laughs> um, but you can go watch their video on the house actually being built because it literally, I, I want to say it was either, it was only a couple of days, 1900 square feet. Wow. Think about this, Mike. They were able to sell that house. It's in New York. <clears throat> they were able to sell that house where other competing houses around it based on costs. 
selling for five to six hundred thousand dollars. They were able to sell this house for only two ninety nine. And I want to be very clear: they were able to profitably sell the house at two ninety nine because anybody could sell a house at two ninety nine. Same margin. Same margin. Yeah. Same margins. Yep. All right. So I got. I mean, why is it not a bigger deal? Is it still kind of in an infancy and kind of proving it out and. You know, yeah, it's the, it's the it's the government doing its thing, which is you know they <clears throat> sadly they don't they're not innovative, you know government is slow, yeah, um, and very deliberate. And I think the crazy thing is is that this is actually helping solve a lot of problems in Europe, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> and where this gets really big too is in places like Africa and and you know continents like that where imagine a six hundred square foot hut, if you will. Sure. Um, versus, and they're not, you know, no huts that big. And you see these dilapidated houses in all these third world countries. Mm-hmm. Imagine being able to build something like that for between five and 6,000 bucks. Yeah. Just a square, right? Square if you want to. Yeah. Wow. And in those houses, they have a couple outlets. They may or may not have running water. Like this really, 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 you know, right. you want to talk about a market that I'm really attracted to. I'd probably be looking at concrete. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what these guys use like a hybrid concrete and you can change the formula of the concrete depending on what your, um, what your area weather is like. Ah, so if it gets freezes, you probably want a different mix than if it gets hot. Okay. One of the questions I got on Dickerson's, uh, note the other day was would California ever pick something up like this? Because obviously we are known for having earthquakes, right? Bricks, uh-huh. not a thing we have here. Not a lot sure. of it anyway. Sure. I mean, is there a concrete mix that's maybe okay in an earthquake? I would think so. I mean, I would think that California, while being the first to probably need it, will probably be the last to approve it. Yeah, right? that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you need it really badly. You have a major homeless issue in every one of the major cities. Mm-hmm. in california yeah this would absolutely fix those problems i think the the technology is there now for single level yeah makes sense right yeah and second floors and third floors they're talking about them they're innovating they're trying to do that because they know that just like steel was in the early 1900s mm-hmm. that that's going to be their game changer right <clears throat> the difference is though is that if if towns could think outside the box at all on any level Mm -hmm. Um, they could look at it and say, Hey, this gives us a 600 square foot structure with living room, dining room, and, you know, maybe a couple of bedrooms and a bathroom, a couple of bathrooms or a bathroom. You can pour it on a monolith slab, which just means a monolith slab is a single pour. Um, And then you build on top of that. And then you put your roof structure on top of that. Now through an earthquake, what they don't tell you is this is not like a single four inch wall. Okay. It's a four inch wall, usually like an eight inch gap that you can put insulation and conduit and all the plumbing oh, and all that stuff in between. Okay. And then you have another wall Got and it. then the, then those are tied together. So it's a really cool concept. I think that I would love to see what earthquake testing looks like. I mean, the only challenging part is, is like, you literally have to build something and hope for an earthquake. Like, I don't know how you test for earthquake. Well, there's sure, there's, I'm sure there's, there's ways. way to do it. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. people that figure that out. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be, but it'd be awesome to kind of see what that is, but with that double wall scenario and yeah. the fact that, then the roofing structure on top of it, like even with that weight kind of crashing and crumbling and, you know, things cracking and moving, I don't know how that, I don't know necessarily how that would collapse. In the current models that you've seen, are they laying rebar every, you know, foot or cement, or is it just literally just like a printer, just 
higher and so higher. there's yeah there's stuff that they're doing with the printer printing but the printer is printing like maybe something four inches across yeah with its head yeah um and then there's the way that then there's ways that they connect the the inner wall and outer wall because those are basically yeah. being poured at different times understood if you will yeah um so i haven't seen how much additional rebar gets put in but obviously your slab your normal slab is rebar they're not 3d printing your slab right you know that you're just basically a company and you're putting your forms in the ground and saying yeah. it needs to be an x foot slab and then they just dump a bunch of concrete but that's one of the more exciting things like i actually did a massive uh landscaping project mm -hmm. with all um you know custom made concrete mm -hmm. And I was shocked at how resilient that stuff was. Like, you know, when you first get like a little tiny crack in concrete yeah. and then it just spiders, this stuff, when they would actually make it look like stone, uh -huh. they would actually take a grinder and cut a half an inch deep to make those stone shapes. Yeah. And we never, we didn't have one crack after three years, we didn't have one crack in that stone. And that was all because it was a special kind of concrete. Interesting. Because it still went through the same normal winter time. They had rebar underneath and it was all that supported, but we didn't have any of those cracks or anything spider webbing or nothing. It was like this, this can be the wave of the future. What's going to take governments to do is getting out of their own way, mm -hmm. recognizing that so long as it gets passed as safe, mm -hmm. like we should, like we should push the go button and right. click. Yeah. So I guess what I'm hearing you say is, is 3D printed housing can solve affordable yes. housing will significantly yep. lower the entry <clears throat> price. Yep. Sure. Governments check the safety, right? You don't want to yep. put anything out there. It's not of course single level for now, which frankly is good enough. There's lots of land out there, at least That's in, right. in most areas. That's it can right. be tweaked for weather, right? It's cold in the North, warm in the South. Yep. Uh, obviously they figured out how to lay plumbing and electrical and all sure. of that. <clears throat> yep. They have places to, you know, at, at joints, they have places to get into it in case it breaks in the future. These are all questions yep. I've had. Um, what's the downside? Is there a downside? Jeez. Uh, uh, you know, I think like, here's one. Could you, yeah. adding on yeah. to it would probably be like, if you were going to like add on to it in a decade, that's probably not easy. Yeah, that's not easy. I mean, I think that, you know, the downside, so the downsides that I see are here. So another upside is no sheetrock ah, and no, yeah. and no studs, no studs. Okay. Like yeah. you're able to hang. And what's really cool is, is that you can actually smooth the finish on the inside. Right. It actually looks pretty cool from the outside. The whole paint concrete does like you have to just use a concrete paint. Yeah. Um, so the only downsides I seeing certainly, yeah, are additions. Okay. Um, I don't know what their thought process is um, for uh, a crack in a wall, right? Yeah. So I'm sure that that will come, you know, and what's right. that crack from and then how do you fix it? One of the amazing things, Mike, is uh -huh. uh, SQ4D offers a, I think it's SQ4D, one of the two, offer a 50-year warranty. Wow. The other thing I just thought of, because we're in California, or I'm in California, is uh, termites. Last time I checked, termites yeah. don't eat concrete. Well, Mike, I'm thinking about this from, from a low-income housing perspective. Yeah. So the things that from low-income and quite frankly, across the spectrum, I don't usually do carpets right? because they, they get ruined as fast as they get put in, right? Exactly. Carpets aren't going to be a thing in this place. You can use throw rugs. Yeah. Sheetrock, holes in sheetrock, that's gone. Yeah. Termites in wood, infestation in wood, gone. gone. The time to put all stuff in, gone. Wow. Like you are really, really reduced in what you're going to be putting into these properties and so yeah maybe no additions 
the roof is still going to be a real roof, you know, as far as trust structure and things like that, maybe even LVLs. But again, if you're basically, I, you know, I see the play being, you know, companies that are building those roofs off site and then dropping them off. Yeah. You're going to have the, that's the whole idea, right? You're running it from an iPad. It's the same print every time, just build the freaking roof somewhere else and ship them in every you know, every other day or whatever it is. Well, then imagine this, you've got your house getting built on a Thursday and Friday, and then the roof comes in on Monday on a truck and then gets put in place with a crane. Yeah. And, you know, in theory, you could get a structure done. Yeah. In theory, you go from slab to putting on the roof in under two weeks in theory. Correct. Wow. And then it's a matter of, you know, running, run, you know, pulling wire, you know, making your connections for your plumbing and things like that. Like they did it in 90 days, mm-hmm. but this place was really nice. And so they definitely used it as a show off thing. So they, yeah, I course. know I could do, I, you know, for me, I know that I can do faster on those yeah. other trades things. Cause they're not a building company. They're a technology and yeah. infrastructure company. Well, right? that, and they were trying to prove it. They wanted, sure. I'm sure they were trying to learn throughout the process. Right. Sure. So I guess here's the biggest question I have is what state if you were to put money down, right, I, I understand it's like looking at the roulette wheel. Mm-hmm. What state yeah. you think is going to be first to give this a go? Um, it's, oh, it's a tough one. I mean, California and New York need it the most. So but they'll be last. The worst, they'll yeah. be the worst regulatory. Yeah, they'll be last. Um, I, think, I think Texas. I was going to say Texas too. Yep. It'll be someone down there, right? Texas, Minnesota, uh, Mississippi, Louisiana. Yep. Yeah, it's going to, I think it, personally, it's going to be Texas because of all the land. You know, like you have yeah. land in those other states, but you have such massive, like, you know, I own a hundred acres in Texas. Yeah, I own a thousand. Well, yeah. I own five thousand. <laughs> exactly. Like, and now you're still talking about one county. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like so it's you know, these massive swaths of land down there. And I think that yeah, you know, Texas if you can be first, yeah. Yeah. And hurricane wise, here's the other cool thing. They don't have square corners, they have rounded corners. So wind ah. flushes around, like it's very it's aerodynamic. Wow. So you might lose your roof, but think about that from an insurance perspective. Yeah. The house is 100% fine, but you only lose your roof. Well, what's my cost? I don't have to rebuild my house because it's in a pile of rubble. Right. Now, now all I have to do is put a new roof on top. Yeah. Some water damage. Yeah. Which is yeah. just stuff, right? You're not going to really damage the, the walls. Yeah. This is exactly. exciting. I got I to gotta poke around a little bit more. But yeah, I think, like you said, I think California's last. It's just always last. When, you know, when they have a real problem, they, they don't want to look for the solution. Sad, yeah, sad but true. But yeah, I mean, I think that I think that a, a place like Texas, you know, I think that uh, go Texas. And and I'm just going to put a theory out there and just a thought. Yeah. But Bill Gates, now the largest landowner in the U.S., I saw that has about a million acres, wow. right? Yeah. What if, like, what he's if? a technology guy, right? Yeah, he is. So a planned community like Summerlin, Nevada. There you go. You know, that was a planned community, amazing community. I mean, not these types of houses, but amazing community, all centrally idea, planned. Yeah. And like everything makes sense there. Like I, I love Summerlin, Nevada. Mm. Um, and so, you know, can you then do central planning a whole lot better? To Dickerson's point, he's not wrong. What government has to do is A, approve it, but B, they have to give more density because this yeah. doesn't make sense putting a 600 square foot or 900 square foot home on what now takes a 3000 square foot home because you're three levels high. Yeah. So interesting. That's very cool, man. This is, this is a lot of fun. Uh, Man, I look forward to our conversations on Friday. Always, always. All right, everybody make sure you do me a favor and go follow immediately the lumberjack landlord. He has an amazing content and uh, yeah, he is doing amazing things. We need to support him. Thanks buddy. Thanks Mike. Appreciate that. You got it.